Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another edition of For the Love of Afrobeats podcast. I'm Aisha Kualaj, aka Shopsy Do, and I'm joined always by producer Damola, aka Mr. Schmooze. You know how we do. <laughs> They're getting fuller anyway. You know. How's the week? How's the week been for you, sir? It's been a great week. You didn't show up at the radio show, but that's okay. <laughs> you just have to take that shot. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I just dropped that in. She you do. We, we had a little bit of a problem. Uh, mm. DJ Moses back came to the station without his laptop. Wow. So for the first time in history at the Beat London 103.6 FM, mm. I had to select records on the system wow. to play for like an hour. Wow. And guess who came to the rescue after an hour? Mr. Silk. DJ Yomili. Woo! No way. Yomili came through. <laughs> no way. Yomili came through. Wow. He was available and he came through. Anyway, That's this smart. is where we break down the headlines of the week mm. and what are the headlines this week, this week in the pop culture scene. This week we'll start in Nigeria where mm. superstar rapper YC was in the news for calling out his former label, uh, Tiny Entertainment. Mm. And then, still in Nigerian University of Lagos, we had fans go berserk after their fa- their favorite artist, Naramali, was barred from performing. And then, with a bit of sad news, rapper Pele Pele, or Pele Pele, yeah. uh, reportedly committed suicide and has been laid to rest. Uh, we'll be discussing the details around that. Yeah. And then we move on to Ghana, where Stoneboy, uh, reacting to news about uh, the breakup of his label, has spoken on former artist Kelvin Boy and uh, former manager Black Steady. And then we move over to South Africa, where a children's book has been causing outrage hmm. in Kenya. Okay. And still in South Africa, the South African government has now ruled that spanking children will be considered as assault going forward (laughs) and then we come back to Nigeria very briefly where we talk about where Mr. Easy and Sakode have been accused of copyright infringement by a Nigerian icon and legend in Zaki Aze and then finally we'll be talking about Black Bones taking the streets of Lagos to declare that he is the best rapper in in Africa Africa. yeah and these are headlines this week okay so where are we starting this alright let's start with the big one of course YC uh, the Nigerian rapper you know, Afropop superstar, um, yeah. best known for hits like Juice, Jagaban, uh, Jagaban Omalaji, uh, and also has a, he has an EP out. I think. Yeah, uh, he had an EP he at had the time. Yeah. Co- come out. Um, he was previously signed to Tiny Entertainment, uh, which we I think we spoke about it when he left the label a couple of months ago. Yeah, you know, and there's been all sort of back news, and forth back on social forth. media. You know, subliminal, you know, uh, suggestions on social media over the last couple of months. Yeah. But then this week, the CEO of Tiny Entertainment, who goes by the nickname Tiny, Tiny. uh, shared a post celebrating that his label had now achieved over 100 million streams uh, on all platforms. He went. He what was noticeable about that uh, post was that he did not reference any of the artists that were signed or currently signed or previously signed to his label. And then, barely twenty four hours after that, we have YC pop up on social media with you know a long note or message saying how he didn't want to talk about it, but that you know the former label celebrating this milestone without acknowledging the artists that. Uh, you know, make this possible and then went on to make allegations about them not receiving their fair share of royalty checks or performance fees and things like that. And of course, that has created a lot of uh, buzz. Yeah. What's your take on this? I mean, because you're close to both camps. So, um, first of all, a disclaimer. Um, Tiny uh, has been a friend, a young brother.
brother of mine for yeah. years. We worked together on developing particularly the artists of um, Tiny Entertainment, particularly yeah. YC. Yeah. Um, from the beginning, I worked on Omoalaji. I worked on Juice. I worked on the EP. Um, was heavily instrumental on getting YC recognized in the United Kingdom and exploding from here to around the world wow. and really pushing his music to the next level. So we forged a really strong relationship and bond over the last three years. Unfortunately, when the relationship between Tiny um, and YC completely capitulated, yeah. that meant that all other relationships that were linked to that, based on that relationship, really fell apart. Yeah. Um, first things first, knowing who Tiny is and what probably he was thinking about 100 million streams streams for an independent label without a backer yeah. without a hu- without yeah, huge without huge funds huge label support is an accomplishment uh, accomplishment, accomplishment. Yeah. that needs to be celebrated yeah. in the process of celebrating that accomplishment based on maybe you know there's still definitely niggles in there yeah. a little bit of hurt and disappointment that all the label artists have gone their separate ways and yeah. have accused Tiny of all sorts of allegations. So in celebrating that achievement and milestone, Mm. I obviously would understand would see why he wouldn't want to mention the artist's names because he would be trying to say you know this regardless of the artist's input and creativity creativity the label and its achievements were majorly spearheaded by Tiny and the label I'll be honest with you being close to that camp I would definitely agree with Tiny to some point Mm. because if not for his daring attitude and you know the fact that he had major dreams yeah. he wouldn't have reached out to me three years ago yeah. that he had a talent I wouldn't have reached out to Smade at the beginning yeah. to get Tiny to get to, to, to book YC for People a club event come here get Michael Tubes get DJ Edu Nikita stretch out to the Nigerian DJs and really push forward all of that mm-hmm. started because of one man's dream yeah. Tiny yeah. now on the side of the artists, mm. without a shadow of doubt, those dreams would never have been accomplished if the creativity and the talents of this individual artist were not on show. Yes. Period. Mm. Did they deserve to have been credited and mentioned? Absolutely. 1000%. Yeah. Because they, their blood, their sweat, and yep. their creativity went into, into the that. content that people came to see. <laughs> now, the allegations went further about not receiving royalties. Jeez. We've heard that the in the past. Finances. We've heard that in the past. We've mm. heard that from the media. We've heard that from individuals like uh, YC and stuff. But when you sit down and li- and and speak to both parties, parties yeah. there's always everybody has something to say. Yeah. Tiny on his end of being an investor will tell you that the amount of money they invested into the creativity. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, when the funds were coming back, mm. it was almost 
about recycling or paying off debt. Yeah. What I see would say I never saw the numbers. Yeah. I never saw the books. Yeah. I couldn't confirm if this money was coming back and paying debts. And the artists, you know, one of the things I spoke about at the time when YC and Tiny were falling apart and Bankuli and Maestro were falling apart and other artists, you know, and, and management relationships in Nigeria were falling apart was, can we come to the table and just bring transparency to yeah. the top of the table? Yeah. Is it possible for us just to be honest with each other and say, all right, this this is what we've earned over the last Couple. two years or whatever. This is how much we've spent over that time period. If you owe me a dime, then let me take that dime back and then we split the profits on that. Yeah. Everybody's got to eat. Yeah, most definitely. Everybody's got to eat. And now with the, the amount of efforts and, and stuff, that one of the most difficult things, I think, for entertainers, particularly artists in Nigeria, is having one of the biggest records in the world mm. and still not having a penny in your pocket. Yeah. And instantly, the first place that the artist's anger goes towards yeah. is management, mm. is hierarchy, is label. Mm. You guys are getting fat. Yeah. You guys are flying first class and whatever, mm-hmm. but the artist isn't doing it is a percentage of that. Yeah. You know, I'm the artist, I'm the celebrity. Mm-hmm. You know, let me feel like one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But for some reason, I think that's where we really need education within the music business in Nigeria, mm-hmm. particularly. Artists have to understand what it takes to be loyal mm-hmm. to their contracts and yeah. loyal to their, you know, to their record labels and the people that found them and invested a lot of money into them. Mm-hmm. But the labels and management have to respect that when you have a creative, an artist that's developing, growing and being successful, your relationship status has to change from master and servant to business partners. Mm -hmm. When that happens and everybody might not necessarily see each other as equals, but they see each other as, you know, working on the same line to be successful so we all can be successful, then I think there will be a lot more loyalty displayed Mm. within the music business. But I still say the artists Mm. need to understand and respect contracts. Yep. But we need that education. And, right. and this was displayed fully in that disappointment. I didn't reach out to Tiny mm. and I didn't reach out to YC. That's the first time mm. there'll be a negative situation with people that are cl- that close it's to me yeah. that I never picked up the phone. I let it play out. Because yeah. both of them were frustrated. Yeah. Tiny is frustrated because he invested over six, seven years of his life into the project. key call. Yeah. YC. Mm-hmm. YC is frustrated because he invested six or seven years of his life mm. into this project and this record label mm. that I've walked out of without a dime. Now, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned contracts yeah. and education. Um, let me play devil's advocate yes. here because um, one of the things YC stated in his post, and I'll quote him verbatim, he said, let it be known to the general public that not a single dime yeah. generated from those streams yeah. got into the pocket of, of any of the artists yeah. responsible for the content that generated those streams. Yeah. Now, the record label might argue that you know there was a contract signed, there were terms there, 
you are given a certain split or a certain percentage of royalty so you can now not claim you know you deserve the bigger share when you mm. signed it you know so what's what's your what would you say in this situation in like? that situation the artists claim that the contracts are never honored mm. That's what the artists claim. Yeah. So the artists claim that, yes, there were contracts in place. Mm -hmm. However, there were continuous breaches of the contract Contract. that took place. Mm -hmm. If there were certain percentages that was put in the contract that they were supposed to be receiving, Mm -hmm. the artists, on the other hand, say, we never received those Those percentages. So the minute there was a breach in the contract in the first place, everything is up in the air. You know, so that's the problem. Artists need to rep- um, respect contracts. Management yeah. and labels need, need to, to respect, respect contracts, contracts too. Makes sense. And of course, like you said, transparency as well. That's all. I can't remember what, what, what article I was reading during the week as well. I saw that an artist took his former label to court and yeah. had to force them to open up the books yeah. Yeah. from like all the, the years that yeah. he was signed. Yeah. And you know, they had to now start calculating on a year by year basis yep. how much the artist was due. Absolutely. So do you think this is an option for artists that have worked out on their labels for similar, you know, reasons. Yeah. Do you think this is a way for them to go? Of course. Yeah. Without a shadow of doubt, if you feel that there is definitely some murky waters in the label business between an artist and his management or label, you can activate the law and ensure that they open a book so we can go through it. If I owe you a debt, I owe you some money, Mm. let me at least know where those minuses and plus was. Yeah. And we'll be able to sort that out. But if you are not doing that and you're just saying off the record that you still owe us four million now so we can't give you any percentage of the two million now booking that came in last week what the hell man Mm -hmm. you know and you're wanting to shoot videos for me you're wanting to nah let me see the book treat me like a boss Mm. that's what most artists are trying to say when their life changes don't treat me like a slave now I've been a little bit successful I put myself to you treat me like a partner treat me like a boss show me the books and let's work makes sense makes sense I mean I think we should leave you on that note absolutely Uh, if you have any issues with your label or with your artists you know let's go down the legal yeah sit down on the table and open the books man discuss like bosses let's break bread alright speaking about speaking like bosses and um, you know respecting each other's uh, yeah creativity yeah. or geniuses. Let's go to Ghana where Stoneboy has referred to his pre-former protege uh, Kelvin Boy as being ungrateful. Yeah. Uh, in the last episode we saw, two episodes ago we spoke about how Stone uh, Stoneboy's former manager Black Seddy and Kelvin Boy had reportedly left the label. Yeah. And as of now, there's still no specific uh, reasons details or of details. Why, yeah. None of the artists have really said this is what went wrong. Yeah. You know, but Stoneboy has gone on an interview recently to declare that uh, anybody in this position will consider Kelvin Boy to be ungrateful. Mm. You know, I mean, what's your take on this? Straight away, once you hear the statements coming out of Stoneboy, you're seeing another situation where a man feels that he's invested so much yeah. into developing a talent mm. who solidly yeah. decides to go his own way because he feels like he's achieved a lot. That's how you would see coming from Stoneboy's statement. However, if you listen to Kelvin Kelvin Boy, he would think that, nah, man, you you know, something's happened. Maybe you haven't fulfilled your terms. You haven't done some of the promises that you you gave me. I I feel like my direction might be going this way and the label wants me to go that way. Now, I'm feeling like I'm successful enough to handle my own business. 
So it's time to walk. Yep. However, one of the reasons why the record labels in Africa and management always use the statement ungrateful, I've mm. heard that a million, million times. times. It's like the good default answer. Is <laughs> because they feel like they've invested so much in the talent yep. and at the point where the talent is actually supposed to be paying back, That's they decide they to pick away. up the bag and, and walk, walk away. away. Makes sense. I mean, somebody went further to say that a lot of up and coming artists feel that the established artists are obliged to sign them yeah. to their labels so um from that I personally i'm inferring that you know there was never actually a signed a formal signing of kelvin boy to the label no because stoneboy went further to say for example samini his in music industry godfather yeah. um wasn't obliged to sign him and samini never signed him mm. you know but he worked closely with samini till he became his own man you know so he's saying that you know for upcoming artists expecting established acts to sign them you know it's, it's no he's probably just talking about the general perception within the music industry mm. particularly in Africa mm. where artists upcoming artists look up to established artists for yeah. that leg up into the business yeah. and some people especially when they work closely mm. with the successful entertainers they believe that if I've got this much talent this dude surely Sorry. who's successful yeah. should be able to use his own platform as a vehicle to take me to the next, next level. level nobody has has to do nothing for, for you, you. Yeah. and that's what Stoneboy is pretty much saying Same, yeah. as as much as I grounded myself up to the level that I'm at now even though I had close relationships Ooh, with yeah, success yeah. successful artists at yeah, the yeah. time yeah. I didn't have any expectations for them to give me anything think, yeah. Stoneboy is pretty much saying there are no gimmies yeah, in this yeah. business yeah. you prove yourself till you become who you're yeah. supposed to be yeah makes sense makes sense and on that note I think we should uh, move on to Stoneboy yeah. declaring that uh, Black City his former manager yeah. we discussed leave, you know them parting ways yeah. briefly um, he has now declared that Black City is now his agent yeah. and no longer his manager yeah what, what's your take on this? Simple. It does mean it just means that they're not they're no longer working closely together as mm. manager and artist anymore. Mm. Stoneboy, you know, if reading into that, he's saying that I'm taking the helm of, mm. of my management affairs. And yeah. Black City is still somebody that I can deal with. If he mm. brings a show onto the table, mm. if he gets a phone call where I'm supposed to perform oh. at two million and he gets his two hundred thousand share, yeah, we do business. Yes. <laughs> Other than that, we yeah, ain't business yes. partners. Yeah, that's that's just him. Yeah. talking, you know, um, how am I going to say it's being political yeah. about working together. Makes sense, makes sense. Alright, boss. That's probably how you... Yeah. Hi, how are you doing? How are you Alright, so now let's go back to Nigeria okay. very briefly, where Naira Mali uh, yeah. was due to perform at a concert in Unilag. Unilag, for those that don't know, is the University of Lagos. Yeah, one of the pick one most of the popular, popular universities, universities in Nigeria. In Nigeria, a lot of your favorite artists either studied at Unilag or started their careers Absolutely. at Unilag. So anyway, um, Naira Mali was due to perform at a concert in Unilag. Yeah. And uh, 
he was barred from performing by the university's authority because of you know his ongoing court case and you know his perception as yeah. a you know trouble boy yeah. quote and um, unfortunately the fans didn't find that they didn't uh, it did that the decision didn't go down well with the fans yeah. and then they ended up becoming rowdy and a bit violent and you know there was destruction of property yeah you know um what's your reaction to first things first that needs to be said here on for love of Afrobeats podcast yeah is that if there are two artists in africa mm. that are the hottest on the scene right now yeah one is burner boy yeah and two it's is Naramali. without a doubt without a shadow of, of doubt, doubt. Yep. now he is also one of the most controversial entertainers at the moment based on his, you know, his brush with the law oh, in Nigeria in the last couple of months. Outbursts. His pub- public outbursts, content the content of his, of his music. music. Yep. He's been, you know, there, there's definitely a feeling of him being under attack, yeah. you know, within the entertainment the business, business. And, and, you know, society. And establishment. Exactly. Yep. Now, this happening in Unilag, first of all, the minute that they knew that he was going to be performing, if they had a problem with that, why didn't they just reach out to the promoters and probably the okay. artist in, in himself, Naramali, and say, we have issues with you performing based on this. Give him an opportunity to at least present himself mm-hmm. the way he'd like to. Mm-hmm. First of all, he's an entertainer who has come into the university mm-hmm. to perform and thrill the fans, which will serve mm-hmm. as a morale-boosting event yeah. for the students that are also under incredible pressure yeah. at university. And one thing that we look for to as being in a university in Nigeria yes, was are perform. those entertainers coming into the building to perform and thrill us. In our home base. <laughs> We've been waiting for about three months. The yeah. posters have been up. People have been sharing and selling tickets. To buy t- yes. Yep. So you can't come out on the yeah. night and deny him walking on stage Rich. and entertaining those fans. Yep. Again, I say this and I've said it before. Mm. This has again empowered Naira Mali. Yeah by always coming against him at a time when he's trying to impact his fans, you have done one more thing. You have given him more power. You've given him publicity. We're talking about it now. The social media platforms in Nigeria has gone viral now. He's continuously, and he's about to drop a brand new video, which I'm sure he would have dropped by the time we released this podcast. So, whatever they think they're doing negatively to hold this man down, Believe you, me, mm. you are doing it positively for his career. Well done. Period. <laughs> so, right. I feel sorry for the Unilag students that they couldn't enjoy right. their, their favorite artists on stage performing. Mm. Hopefully, there will be some way that they can, you know, they can rectify that, get them yeah. to come and watch him for free at another event. But again, you know, Tanara Mali yeah. is looking great, brother. <laughs> <laughs> He's riding the wave right of now. Course, of course. Of course. If I'm management, I'll be smiling. Yeah, I mean, we wish him all the best mm. uh, either way. Um, all right, let's move on to a bit of more, uh, a bit of a sudden note. Yeah. Uh, an up and rapper by the name Pele Pele. Uh, he's a Nigerian rapper. Uh, he used to be affiliated with uh, Alamide's uh, YBNL yeah. records. Uh, he was reportedly he was reported to have committed suicide over yeah. the last week and uh, he has now been laid to rest uh, prior to the news of him committing suicide uh, it was reported that uh, Pele Pele uh, 
went on social media to post an emotional video yeah. declaring that he was feeling very depressed, you know, that he had been in the music industry for nearly 10 years mm. and, you know, he had not found a breakthrough just yet. And uh, the next thing we hear the following day is that he had committed suicide in the house of another artist, another up and coming artist who was then arrested by the police force uh, on suspicions of uh, mm. murder. He has not been released anyway, but, you know, everyone's been reacting to this, you know, about how up and coming artists press <laughs> that pressure of, you know, breaking, breaking through. Game. What's your take on this? Um, today, um, one of my closest friends within the industry, uh, Taiye Aliu, who manages Yemi Alade and is the co CEO of the record label that Yemi Alade Entertainment. Posted a video on social media where he said nobody does nobody, you know, is going to applaud you. Yeah, you shouldn't expect any accolades. Yeah, um, you shouldn't celebrate any successes for too long. Mm -hmm. Yes, give yourself a little pat on the back. Yeah, but know that the work has just doubled from that success level. Mm -hmm. It is just as hard for an up and coming artist mm -hmm. as it is for a you know an established Which artist. artist as well. The established artist even face a bigger problem yeah. because they've tasted yeah. success because in the past there's a, there's a standard not only of living there's a standard of expectation when it comes his. to the music there's an expectation when it comes to the business yeah. so now everything has become a massive massive problem for Pele Pele who was signed to Olamide YBNL school um, years ago but for some reason just never seemed to have taken off to have watched his fellow compatriots like Ade Kunle Gold uh, Olamide Badole Okesh to have gone on to the heights of success that they got to mm. must have really hit him hard. Mm. Depression has become a huge part of the entertainment business, business around the world and Nigeria is not left out. Yeah. We've spoken about this over the last you know, couple of episodes where we saw the likes of HHP yeah. um, in South Africa who sadly took his own life as well based yeah. on his career and the difficulties that he had hit and that was somebody that was at the legend status yeah. of the music business let alone a young man mm. that's just about to crack in. Now um, I listened to his outburst yep. after sadly he had passed away and I could tell that he was under pressure you know I could tell the disappointment he felt by not being able to connect with the entertain with, with the entertainment business and mm. the fans and a lot of people are feeling that right now. I mm. get so many DMs on social media with artists being so frustrated, begging to be heard and, you know, asking to be heard and, and doing everything possible mm. for us to turn our attentions to them. Unfortunately, we can't hear any, everybody. Mm. We won't be able to see everybody. But the one thing I always tell everyone, we all go through it it's, too. Yep. I'm just, you know, facing those questioning times as every entertainer I've dedicated over 15 years close to 20 years of my life to the media business and promoting African popular culture mm -hmm. have I received the rewards that had, should have matched my efforts in this business absolutely, absolutely not, not. Yep. you know I've got a family that's looking at me I haven't been at home for 24 hours mm. I've been back to back doing stuff within the entertainment business right now and haven't been at home for 24 hours mm. At the end of the night, when I go home today, am I taking a bag of money home? Yeah. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But I'm doing it because of the passion that I have for this culture, for this business, for myself. Yeah. And as well, the hope and dreams that one day it will 
add to something. Yep. And I think a lot of people need to find a way to hold on to the belief that it will add to something. something. It yep. might not be my first love of media yep. that eventually takes me to that golden spoon or whatever it is. Mm. But this media will lead me eventually to what takes me to that vehicle that I'm asking for. Yeah. And that's what needs to be uh, communicated to a lot of these entertainers. It might not be the music that he wanted to do that was going to take him where he, he was supposed to be. be. Yeah. But that music was going to open the door to somebody. Adekule Gold was a graphics graphic designer. Yeah, I knew him as a graphic designer. He was a gra graphic designer yeah. for the Olamide Bados of this world. Yeah. He created logo, doing flyers. Yeah. But in the process of doing that, he yeah. played his music to Olamide Bado, who said, what? Mm -hmm. There is no way somebody with this much talent yeah. deserved to be locked up in a room doing graphics for a living. Yep. Hence, his opportunity came. Hence, the Adekunle goal that we know no, today. Yeah. You know, so something, the talent, his love for graphic design and art mm. opened the door to somebody listening to his talent and giving him a chance. Yeah. It is very, very difficult. Yeah. There are things people need to also do. You need to speak to someone. Yeah. Find a professional, find a specialist, look for a mentor. That can guide and structure your career path. Guide, structure, advise, Yep. you know spiritual whatever look for that person hmm. and I say to other people as well simple as it may be hmm. I keep my kids in my pocket every single time hmm. when every other thing around what I'm doing seems to be at the lowest yeah. and everything just feels so negative towards me hmm. when I look into my pocket and I drag a, pay, a picture of one of them out mm -hmm. everything makes sense yeah instantly that same energy that had been sucked away by the negativity the lack of rewards the lack of accolades makes me feel that little smile or image completely turns it around yeah at least i've got life yeah at least i've got loved ones mm -hmm. some people don't yeah so we have to always look at the bright side look at the other side mm -hmm. or else we will be bogged down with the negativity Yep. This week, I was swindled out of my, probably my whole savings mm. this week. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Tried to buy tickets for family members to go over to Nigeria, fell into a fictitious website on Skyscanner. <laughs> Boom. Money gone. Mm -hmm. Tickets done. Mm -hmm. Am I going to kill myself? Mm -hmm. Would I have spent that type of money on but what am I going to do? I'm still alive. Mm -hmm. Still had the opportunity to come here to record for the love of Apple Beats. Still went on the beat, London One Three Point Six FM. Still popped up on Yanga Television. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. There's there's too much. Woke up next to my little girl smiling. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you have to find a way to move on. Yep. Seek help. Yep. Seek advice. Mm -hmm. Seek mentors. Mm -hmm. And look at the brighter side. Yep. Suicide is never, never. the option. Yep. Never the option. Yeah. It leaves people heartbroken, leaves people with questions mm. rather than answers, and it leaves people by themselves. Yeah. Particularly loved ones. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, speaking of a heartbreak, uh, so the Ugandan uh, superstar, Ed Kenzo, uh, posted a heartbreaking 
Breaking mm. shared a heartbreaking post on Instagram this week as well, uh, where he revealed that he he and his longtime partner had uh, gone separate ways, and uh, his children as well were being split up between them. You yeah. know, it was it was quite disturbing to see. Yeah. and um, you know, from Eddie's words as well, he was in a pretty bad shape. Um, what, what's what's your take on that? I had the opportunity to hang out with Eddie Kenzo this week when mm. he came into London, um, and you know, I I wouldn't necessarily share the contents of the conversation, but what I would say is he is a heartbroken man yeah. um, who feels extremely sad at the the end of his relationship with Wema, yeah. who is another popular singer in, in, in East Africa. Yeah. Um, the video of his daughters being, you know, disappointed at the home being split yeah. was yeah. one that, you know, almost got me crying. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm looking at him, you know, that's a five-year-old girl. Yeah, what does yeah. she know? She just, she just, all of a sudden, she, all she has known to be home and family has been taken from her. And at that moment, mm. you know, I saw how Eddie felt. I was like, wow. And um, he spoke to me candidly about depression, mm. going through this difficult patch in the relationship over the last two years. And he's looked everywhere. Mm. He flew to Mecca for 10 days just for prayers mm-hmm. and fasting mm-hmm. you know he's trying to seek advice and and you know he's he's doing the best he can yeah. to try to rectify the situation but it looks like the relationship has sadly come to an end uh, mm-hmm. the, his former partner has now moved on with an, a new partner yeah. and um, Eddie has released another song this week talking about the heartbreak but it's a tough one for him. Yeah. But as I've said um, it, we, to him and publicly, now it's time to focus on the things that are most important. Yep. His daughter. His career. And his career. Yep. And seek help to guide him through that. Mm. Every single one of us goes through a tough time. Most definitely. Nobody's having it. Most definitely. You know, hunky dory. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. All right. Uh, let's go down to South Africa mm. where uh, the South African Parliament has now ruled that spanking children will be considered to be physical assault. Uh, what's your take on that? Fantastic for mm-hmm. leading the way yeah. in, in Africa in doing what is right even though sometimes we still need to give them a little smack on the bottom <laughs> just to get them right. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, but not like yeah. the kind of beating that they used to beat uh, us does. back in the days. Well, I mean, that one, does, no, no, no. Way. That type of beating that they were beating us back in the yeah, day yeah. was armed robbery beating. <laughs> the kind of beating that the police in yeah, Africa yeah. give thieves that they've caught. <laughs> so not that type of beating. beating. Yeah. A little bit of smack. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Well, for South Africa to, to take a massive step to yeah. do that, I think that's fantastic. It's a way forward. Mm. for other African leaders and government to look um, look at closely, particularly because some parents feel yeah. like they, they, they are... They take they it are, to the extreme. They are the law to themselves. Yeah, I can kill you if I, I brought you to, to this, this world, world and I can take and your that's life. That's a very common... A common statement, <laughs> yes, you know, by African parents. But what was interesting for me about that statement 
extent is the fact that they made such a huge step forward yeah. in the smacking of kids. Mm. But in the same South Africa, it looks like um, the killing and, ma- and murdering yeah. and maiming of other Africans with the xenophobic attack mm. hasn't got any... Uh, as much attention as it should. Yes, by the lawmakers. Yeah, true. You know, that's uh, so that's, for me, that's probably what shocked me, yeah. that they would quickly put an end to smack it. Yeah. But burning people alive yeah. seems to be swept under the carpet mm. by, the, by the leaders in that no, government. I mean, it has to be said, though, that uh, the South African government has finally uh, issued a formal apology to Nigeria. We don't want that. We don't want <laughs> that. Xenophobic nah, attacks. we don't want that, man. Two weeks after. We don't want that, man. Are they going to give us back the lives that were lost? No, they're not. Are, we gonna bring, are they going to bring back the people that burned on the streets of South Africa? No. The no, women no. that were stripped naked, whether pregnant or not the mm. men that were shot indoors yep. the men that were macheted on the streets of South Africa mm. the families that lost all their belongings and life savings yep. the businesses that were burnt down from the top to the to, bottom to the bottom are they going to give us back that yeah. with the apology letter that they issued yeah. absolutely not, not. and yeah. because of that yeah. um, Nigerians need to take a closer look yeah. and think twice about their business relationship with South, South Africa, Africa. Yeah, for me for now it shouldn't exist and should not exist until further notice mm. oh. until another man's life means just as much mm. as a South African life in mm. South, South Africa. Africa well said well said uh, let's go to Kenya oh. where in Kenya uh, a South African children's book has been has sparked outrage uh, this is a book that was recommended by the Kenyan uh, Ministry of Education Yep. And the book is titled Blood Ties. Mm. Um, the book has sparked outrage for its vulgar content. Yep. Um, and this book is supposed to be read by children between the ages of 12 and 13 mm. years of age. Uh, it is considered to be a, a children's reader book. So a book that's supposed to help them develop their vocabulary yep. and how to read. And, you know, this book covers topics like rape and it's got some funny uh languages in there and you know parents are surprised that this is a book that has been approved by the uh, authorities to be read by children in schools yeah. you know so they're calling for the book to be banned and um, yes yeah, pulled out of the curriculum what's your take on this first of all whatever board in Kenya yeah the the Kenyan Institute of Secular Kenyan Institute of Secular Development that allowed curricular development cu- curricular development, development that, that allowed the book to be in the hands of students in the first place they need to be disbanded and completely reformed because clearly the parents on the streets of Kenya know a lot more than those the people in that board how can a book Mm -hmm. that has swear words and describes rape scenes be allowed to be used for children Children. in schools in Kenya signed off by the board. <laughs> so for me, that's the first point of call. Yeah. Let's go to that board. Whoever missed this mm. should miss their jobs. jobs because up. 
what we're now doing is we're allowing, we're looking away for one reason or another yep. and allowing different things to enter the society when people are supposed to be doing their jobs professionally. Yep. So that book shouldn't have been allowed to get into the hands of kids yep. and because of, merely because of the language used in it yep. and whoever was sat in that board that signed it off yep. should be sacked. Most Simple. Definitely. Let's get back to people losing their jobs for terrible mistakes Thanks. that can cost a generation of lack of education yep. and misinformation. Yep. Most definitely. That's a generation yep. that they could have informed badly sold something completely. Imagine if the rape scene described in the book was done in a kind of like a glorifying manner. No, no, yeah. How do you think that would affect young boys yep. growing up at the age of 12 and 13 thinking a rape is okay? Yeah. Yeah, people need to be fired for yeah, that. Yeah, that, that. And let's a, get let's get some unacceptable mistake. And let's get some real people. Let's how about we employ the teacher, the parents and teachers association. Members yeah. of that association should actually be in a book uh, committee yeah. that's looking at books that the children will be reading. Yeah. And how about that? I mean, it, it starts to look like they didn't even read. They didn't read it. No. Oh, approve it. Like, oh, well, yeah. That's why I said yeah. <laughs> it should be disbanded. Yeah. The fact that oh, yeah, it's a book from South Africa. Uh, yeah. They got lazy yeah. whilst receiving salaries, yeah. which is the normal story we hear around yeah. Africa. Africa. So excuse me, sir. Yeah. Disband this group. Let's get <laughs> other people in that will treat their jobs every single day yeah. with respect. Yeah. Most Just definitely. A simple one. Most definitely. Uh, speaking about doing their jobs with respect, uh, we'll go back to Nigeria. Mm. Or, well, this time in Ghana, yeah. where uh, Sarkodie, the South African rapper, Sarkodie, and uh, Nigeria's Mr. Easy yeah. were accused of copyright infringement okay. by uh, a Nigerian icon uh, in Zaki Aze. Zaki Aze is one Mr. of the biggest, biggest rappers rapper. in Nigeria growing yeah. up also in the rappers. 90s. Yeah. He's uh, is of Aousa Decent, Decent yep. and he ha- had hits in the 90s yeah. that really really gravitated yeah. towards he would, he had like a a, a a logo where he had like a touchlight yeah, every yeah, time where he went to and he had like yeah so well. he was an ambassador for, for, his, culture. for, for his culture but yeah. also he, he brought his culture with pop culture and hip hop oh, so yeah, yeah definitely and then one of the hits that he was well known for in 1996 was uh, Marry Me yeah. Nami, na, na she go, go marry me. me. Hey, hey, hey. She's nice. supposed to marry me. Hey, hey. <laughs> I needed a refix to Shabarang's Mr. Loverman. Shabba. Yeah. yeah, so he was Zaki. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he, he, had, he had flows back yeah. in the day. Now, um, a couple of weeks ago, he came out on Instagram at, um, mentioning Sarkodie and Mr. Easy saying they sampled his song Marry Me without the, without permission at the beginning of Sarkodie's uh, song Nayu yeah. which features Mr. Mr. Easy, Easy. Yeah. Um, so he came out and made the allegation on social media and um, this week or well last week yeah. uh, Mr. Easy was uh, asked about it in an interview and Mr. Easy while pointing out that number one the song wasn't even his yeah. you know to begin with um, he admitted that yes there was a sample of Zaki's song which was undeniable and as far as he's aware you know Zaki should have received his uh, due royalty um, Zaki uh, later this week as well as done an interview where he's revealed that yes he has now um, he has received a formal apology from yeah. Mr. Easy on, on the issue what's, what's your take about yeah. this? Done mm. simple mm. Um, there was an error made yeah. a sample 
was used was without there. getting uh, the, the, the Cla- proper rights Clarence. to use that. Yep. Um, a legend like Zaki had to go on social media to talk about it. However, Mr. Easy being the intelligent businessman yes, and Sarko being the intelligent businessman that is, they decided to do it the right way that it's supposed to be done. Yep. So they reached out to Zaki, send him his publishing splits, yep. apologized publicly mm-hmm. with Mr. Easy on Channels TV, mm-hmm. publicly saying that yes, mm-hmm. there was that za- sample in there. Yes, I've reached out to Zaki and we're going to ensure that everything is sorted. Zaki is a legend that I grew up listening to and it's only right that he gets his just due. That's all. Simple. Music business, everybody oh, eating. No, no everybody eating. Damn. Simple. Simple. Well said. All right. Finally, let's end on a very big, uh, interesting note. Yeah. Uh, I can't even call him up and call me a rapper. Nigerian rap yeah. sensation. Yep. Yep. Matt I like Bones, that. Yep. Uh, Chocolate City. Santa Chocolate City, which is headed by. Uh, Emma Baga yep. as a president. Yep. Uh, Black Bones this week. Well, if you follow Black Bones on Twitter, what he did this week uh, was, was nothing. Was not shouldn't be come as a surprise. Mm. Now Black Bones is known on Twitter to always declare that he's the biggest rapper in Africa. He's the best rapper in Africa. He don't, makes no apologies for it. But then this week he took things to a new level by going on the streets of Lagos, Nigeria. You know, megaphone. With a megaphone. He was on a bike and he was walking on the streets as, as well. And then he was declaring, I am the best rapper in Africa. Hip hop in Nigeria or in Africa will not die under my watch. You know, and he was declaring it whether anyone was listening to him or not. He was going around declaring it and he recorded himself and shared that video mm. on social media. Of course, a lot of people thought like, wow, this is crazy. You know, this is unheard of. What was your take on it? Straight away when I got the video, um, I was excited because I like random things like that. Yeah. I like people not waiting for things to be handed to them yeah. and just do, just make Be it happen. Be spontaneous. Take your art to the streets. Make sure you build your own, you know, fan base. Be creative with promoting yourself. And that was what I saw. So I instantly shared the video. Um, Don Jazzy came on my page. He liked it. We posted the video and instantly went viral with this Lagos rapper walking on the streets of Lagos, telling everybody that hip hop was not going to die on his watch. And he is the best rapper in Africa. Yeah. Fast forward to the instantly when I did that, I hit him up on Instagram and I said, I'm excited about what you've done yeah. because anybody that does this deserves airplay in my books. Straight Send up. me the record and we're going to premiere. Yeah. So he sent the record to me. He was stunned. Send it to me. We premiered on Wednesday. On that Wednesday, I went to see, have a sit down with the legendary DJ Semtex of Capital Extra, who is renowned in the world of hip hop, broke the likes of Drake and everybody that you can ever think of. Mm. And I was speaking to Semtex. He was just pretty much advising me for over an hour and a half, Mm. talking to me about how to really step my game up Mm. and being a hip hop legend with multi-platinum packs on his desk. Desk, I I mentioned this crazy story that I saw on social media Mm. involved an artist from Nigeria called Black bones. Mm. Semtex was excited about that story. Mm. What did he do? He went and listened to the record and he also shared the video and played the record and made it one of his five tracks to know in the world of hip-hop. Yeah. Off of a decision yeah. that an artist made yeah. to step on the streets, be creative yeah. and be out of the norm. Yeah. That for me deserves applause. 
a round of applause. Most definitely, most definitely. I mean, big big up Black Bones. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Yeah. Because I mean. The rap game is all about confidence, yep. being bold, yep. and you know, making bold moves. Absolutely. And on that note, we've come to the end of episode 48 yep. of For the Love of Afrobeats podcast. Before we go as usual, what's your song of the week? I think on the fact that we ended up with Black Bones, yep. I've got no right than to say, say, Black Bones, shut up. Yep. Go check that record yeah. out. That, that, that actually was going to be my song of the week as well. Simple. Man. Go check out Black Bones, shut up, man. And yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah. As always, uh, hit the subscribe button on all social streaming platforms Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Deezer, and uh, of course on Yanga TV. As always. Every Friday. Friday and Saturday. We're definitely airing every Friday and Saturday. So catch us same place, same time. Until then, it is bye from Shopsy Do. And Mr. Schmooze, producer Damola. Peace. And out.